0: You know, I'm a really big believer that you can actually shape your desires. Uh, I talked about in the prior episode that I believe that, you know, our personality is fluid. It's not fixed. And so I've I've actually purposefully shaped kind of the things that I find enjoyment in.
1: Welcome to The Ziegler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Today, we go behind the scenes with Ben Hardy and follow the Ziegler Wheel of Life, walking through Ben's challenges and healthy habits in the seven spokes. If you didn't listen to the show prior to this, 552, that was our main interview with Ben, going over his book, Willpower Doesn't Work, just incredible. It's a, I think it's a must listen for all of us. But some highlights from this show is, well, he puts a priority on sleep. No surprise there. We keep hearing that from more and more of our guests. Uh, But he does it for himself and his three newly adopted kids. And that story we went over in the main interview. He loves working out and listening to great messages on audiobooks to stay mentally strong. He works to put himself into groups of people where he's the dumbest in the room. Pretty interesting there. Even in a year when he's only made $12,000, he invested in himself and shares some amazing stories around that. That's why I titled this show after that. Uh, Spiritually, he's just fervently seeking truth, not religion, from all people. You'll enjoy this show tremendously. You can connect with Ben and check out the book at BenjaminHardy.com. I'm admittedly enamored with the message of willpower doesn't work. Moments ago, I gave out now the third copy of the book. You're going to get a lot from this. Without further ado, here I bring you Ben Hardy. Okay, Ben, well, obviously after the last show and in talking about crafting your environment for success, I am not going to be at all surprised if you have uh, a lot of intentional things you do here on the Ziegler spokes in the wheel of life for success, but I just want to run through them and also ask where are the areas in each one that you've had some struggles and, and how you've overcome those. But then what are those daily or you know, weekly or consistent habits for success that you employ to uh, to have success in, in each area and, and of course overall. And number 1 and you spoke to this a little bit in the first uh, show was physical. What do you what are the physical areas? What are the areas where you struggle sometimes or have in the past? And then what are the daily habits for success that you employ there? I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely.
0: Yeah, I mean I think that physically when we're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. making improvement so. is sleep, exercise and diet. You know, I mean, so I mean I like many people, I uh I sometimes Well, I mean, I I love good food, you know, and so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not always trying to be like a hundred percent, like no sugar, do, 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 I mean, I think it's good to enjoy life, um, (laughs) but for the most, oh, one sec, sorry, that was Siri, I think. (laughs) Sorry, Siri just interrupted me, um, (laughs) but, uh, I, I, but anyways, um, yeah so I'm, I mean, but for me, what I do is i uh, I obviously do love working out. I enjoy that what What helps me is is I listen to audiobooks while I work out. I often listen to stuff like Ziggler, um and uh, I work out usually, so I have a morning routine that helps me with that, so I wake up, I usually spend about an hour before I work out in my car outside the gym, (laughs) literally, and uh, that's kind of my sacred environment where I listen to audios, stuff like Ziggler or other audio books or stuff like that, and then I write in my journal, uh, visualize my goals, things like that, and um, then I go into the gym and work out usually for like 30 to 45 minutes, try to push myself and Mm -hmm. yeah and so I mean obviously we all go through ups and downs you know with with our routines and I mean so one of the things about brain plasticity is that your brain can, can change but it doesn't change very well if you do the same routine behaviors over and over again so if you you know there's people out there who do the same workout routine over and over again and they're not really getting any stronger you know and if you think about the idea of deliberate practice, like continually pushing yourself, that's how you that's how you change your brain in a healthy way is you push yourself. There's a lot of great research that shows that when you really push yourself physically with fitness, it actually increases your brain functioning. And so rather than just doing the same routine exercise, I think it's good to have an exercise routine, but you're always changing that routine up. You're always pushing yourself in different ways. Um, yeah. so, and then just really trying to sleep. So for example, our, our foster kids... And now there are kids, which is awesome. Uh, we've always, like, when we, literally the first night we got them, we were shocked because we put them to bed at, like, 8 o'clock p.m., you know, the first night. And then the next morning we woke up. My wife and I usually wake up, you know, like, 6 in the morning or something like that, and they were still asleep. And they slept, 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 and, and they slept for, like, 12 hours. And we're like, what the heck? Yeah. And so we Googled it, and we realized that most kids sleep for 12 hours. They need, like, you know, 10 to 12 hours until they're, like, Ten or eleven years old, and so, so we've always put our kids to bed at like you know six thirty to seven o'clock at night. Like even our ten year old, he goes to bed at seven, yeah. and he wake and he sleeps until six six thirty. I mean our kids get, and so we've always optimized for sleep with our kids, but even for ourselves. Like when you put your kids to bed early. You know, my wife and I have for the last three years always had from basically seven to like nine or ten together to hang out and watch movies or chill and eat food or relax or do whatever we want to do. Often have date nights and have people come just watch our house. Um, And then we go to bed. You know, we go to bed at like 930 or 10 and we get at least eight hours of sleep. And so I think just setting up your life so that you're getting good sleep, you're pushing your fitness and you're eating well. And that doesn't mean that you have to be perfect, you know, actually enjoy life. We were just in Disney and we did enjoy some food, you know, but most yeah, of our yeah, lives. I appreciate hearing that about your kids.
1: We uh, had an older kid that our first one had some medical issues, and we learned the, the, the necessity for sleep and have done that. And I, I think I have the only kids that I know of who don't yawn or fall asleep anywhere. They just they're they're live and active. But yeah, absolutely. Then they go to bed and we did that for the same reason. I said, I, I don't know if it's best. We just need time to be mommy and daddy and not be. Uh, or to be husband and wife and not be mommy and daddy, so I'm um, I'm tracking with you. Well, you know, so family is the next spoke, and you know totally. in the in our first show together, you actually mentioned I think it was in reference to your your foster kids who are now your kids. Uh, thank goodness, uh, th- but you you mentioned a recovery environment. Uh, which I didn't ask about in that show. And I'll ask about what that looks like there and, and how that is a part of the, you know, the habits that you have for your family. I'm assuming you have some pretty intentional things for the health of your family that you guys are doing.
0: Yeah. I mean, so a lot of it's just actually having one-on-one time when we're at home, you know? So like our kids, Mm. they, when we got them all, they were like all a year behind in school, you know, like, And so we've spent a lot of time in our, you know, in our evenings, for example, one is, you know, when I'm done working, got to be done, you know, and that's a continual battle even still, like trying to resist the technology addictions. But, uh, when I'm home, I'm home and it's like, we have dinner together, we play together. Um, and then we've given our kids, you know, a lot of one-on-one, uh, as far as like homework, like we've got a piano with an app that teaches them how to play piano, uh, you know, we help our kids with reading programs or just reading with them or, or writing in the journal and stuff. And so giving one-on-one is one thing that's really good. Uh, one thing that I've done that's been really helpful for me in developing healthy attachments and stuff with these kids is doing monthly daddy dates, one-on-one with each of these kids. You know, where, like, I'll literally sit yeah. and I'll interview them, like, not, like, in an intense, rigorous way, but, like, just trying to create a a, a closeness where they can trust me to talk to me. And then we go out and just do some hour long activity that they want to do where it's just one-on-one, just me and them, you know, and uh, one-on-one time and then just regularly leaving as a family and having family days, you know, whether that's just chilling on a Saturday where we go out and go to Costco and go to the zoo or, you know, whether it's like taking regular family vacations, like for example, like when we adopted our kids, like we just immediately left. And we went and spent three days at Disney, you know, like those kind of like mini retirement things. But as a family, just like spending time with them, being engaged, doing things that are active and just having fun and and just literally kind of like with anything you got put on the schedule, you have to like make time for it. And, uh, you know, what you do, you become. And so actually spending time doing it and being engaged as a father has helped me to become a better father Well,
1: so the next one's mental ben um and, and just looking at what are the things you do to keep your your mental edge there or as zig would say to counter the stinking thinking that uh we can all fall fall victim to so what do you do to keep yourself well mentally
0: yeah i mean i'm always listening to audiobooks sometimes reading physical books but i what i like doing is listening to audiobooks and having my journal out and taking a lot of intense notes uh and then i you know like i said in the prior episode i invest in mentorships i invest in relationships Uh, i put myself in situations where people where i'm definitely one of the dumbest people in the room where i can learn from from other people uh And I'm always, you know, thinking about collaborations, working with people who are in totally different industries than me or have totally different expertise in in combining different ideas. And so, uh, I mean, a lot of it's just my own self-directed education. A lot of it's experiential learning. I mean, for me, becoming a foster parent was intense mentally because it forced me to, like, think differently about a lot of things. Um, But when it comes to business and self-improvement, investing in mentorships, investing in relationships – Uh, and doing different collaborations with people with way different skill sets stretching
1: of that well so financial is the next one and this can be one where you know i've seen stuff online as we were researching you that you've done uh, a lot of things online and made a good amount of money Uh, so i'm sure that the financial things you do today may be different so what are the things that you did to help you along the way even before financial success and if there's some some specific things that you do today to keep yourself well there
0: Yeah, I mean, I always can get better as far as, as that's concerned. My father-in-law is a, you know, he's done very well financially, but he he's a very blue-collar guy. Um, he, he fixes up low-income uh, apartment complexes, lives in them. Even though he's done well financially, he lives in, like, the apartment complexes. He loves buying and fixing up cars. He buys, like, cars at car auctions with, like, hail damage and stuff. He lives out in Omaha where it hails a lot. And so, I mean, one thing is just like we're not we we enjoy experiences and we enjoy nice things, but we're not materialistic. So, like me and my wife both drive cars that my that her father bought at ex, at, at estate auctions. Like they're not super nice cars, even though we could afford to get nicer cars, we don't. Um, but as far as like you know, building wealth or or becoming successful, quote unquote, I've been studying self improvement for a long time, and then once I started writing online which i would not have done had i not become a foster parent like again i said it i think in the other episode but it wasn't until the demands of my situation literally forced me to think more seriously about life that i started writing finally um but i started investing even just little bits in my in my writing career and that's really where where i became committed so like the first big investment and again this was in my first year of my phd program i was making twelve thousand dollars a year (laughs) as a graduate assistant you know what i mean this was in 2015 uh First year of my PhD program, made you know you make about a thousand bucks a month, but they pay for your tuition, and um, so when I wanted to buy the domain name benjaminhardy.com, which was eight hundred bucks, my wife was like, you know, are you serious about this? Like, that's a lot of money, and like if this is yeah. just a fad, like we're not going to do this. You know what I mean? That's almost a thousand bucks, but I did it. And when you do it, you know, when you act, it increases your commitment, you know, and when you invest in yourself. It, and then then I, you know, invested in an online course, like I've talked about, $197. It was the John Morrow guest blogging course. I don't even know if it still exists, but I invested in my education, and then I went through it, and I learned how to write viral headlines, and then just wrote a lot. Um, another really interesting, small, simple investment was is that um, there's an author named Jeff Goins, and he was doing a... Um, he was doing a like book promotion for a book he was putting out called "The Art of work and uh, if someone bought two hundred or sorry if someone bought twenty copies of it, he would have a thirty minute phone call with them so like you know twenty copies two hundred and fifty bucks that's a lot of money to have a thirty minute phone call, especially as a college student but that phone call changed the trajectory of my writing career because not only did I have direct access to a mentor and I was able to ask them questions but it just changed my psychology. I, I invested myself, and then I talked directly. So those are some of the things. But um, then just, you know, on the more basic level, spent time actually learning business and marketing. You know, like a lot of people write out there, but not, very many, not everyone's work gets yeah. spread, you know? Like actually learning business, actually learning marketing. Um, and as I said in the prior episode, like having my um, – having my security be internal, not external, so that I'm willing to take risks, so that I'm willing to kind of follow my intuition, so that I'm willing to try things and potentially fail. Uh, And and so those are some of the things. And then just working, you know, quality, just putting out tons and tons of output, you know, writing tons of things, learning how to translate those into readers and, and buyers and learning business and... You know, even a lot of the stuff from Zig, you know, learning how to sell, learning how to pitch, you know, learning how to do these things. I mean, you got to develop those skill sets. Investing
1: in yourself. I I do want uh, everyone to hear, myself included, that there are the people that we have on this show are a product of that. And that's why we do this habits Show is they invest in themselves more than anyone else do. And it obviously bears fruit. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer go to airdoctorpro.com use promo code kevin. airdoctorpro.com promo code kevin. Well, you know, from the spiritual is the next spoke here and I know from the research we did on you guys that faith, your faith is a significant Priority in your life. So, tell us about the the spiritual habits here.
0: Yeah, I mean, faith is so big in our life. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, we have our own, you know, church and religious congregation we're a part of that we are active in that we serve in, and uh, you know, study scriptures, study good books. You know, for me how I view it is, is just seeking truth, you know, tr- seek truth wherever you can find it, not being so tied to one type of religion, but really just seeking truth from all people, um, you know, so I seek truth wherever I can find it, whether that's science, whether that's religion, and I definitely, you know, believe in God, and so for me, you know, prayer is a powerful thing, uh, and yeah, just, I mean, family for me is, is everything, I mean, I believe that family is, you know, where our best learning happens. It's where we get to experience our faith at the deepest levels. And uh, and then just, you know, it gives me perspective in life as well. You know, for me, you know, I believe I have a purpose here. I believe that other people have a purpose here. I believe that, you know, there's more to it than just this life. I mean, that those perspectives allow me to do what I do. It allows me not to get so caught up in like comparing and competing and stuff like that and more just like, you know, appreciating other people And also, I mean, it allows me to go big on things, too, because I believe that there's, there's other forces at play. And so, yeah, I mean, faith is, you know, I've talked to my, recently talked to my little brother about this, but it's what allows me to enjoy the pursuits I take, because it allows me to go big, it allows me to see magic happen, and it also allows me not to look down on other people if they're not doing as well.
1: Well, the next one here is is career. The next spoke, and you know, you mentioned a minute ago, you know, two thousand fifteen. Your life has changed a lot, you know, and since then, I know you've become the number one writer on Medium dot com. Your writing's been read by over fifty million people. You grew your email list from zero to three hundred twenty thousand people. No paid advertising, but you had a significant you know trajectory that I'm sure has made your career obviously the great success, but a little turbulent as well, I I would assume. So what, you know, what are you employing now to keep yourself on the path you think you need to be for your career?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's very turbulent. I think that anyone who's seeking rapid growth is going to go through some turbulence. (laughs) Uh, and I think you kind of have to just embrace that reality that it's not going to be stable. Um, And so, I mean, I really like the book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And uh, it's the idea that, you know, just because something worked to get you to a certain level doesn't mean it's going to work to get you to the next level. And always adapting, evolving, um, trying new things. And so, I mean, right now, like, for example, when it was building up the email lists and kind of getting the first book contract, my whole focus was on just writing tons of articles. You know, and then once you get the book contract, you need to learn how to like write a really good book because writing good books is different than writing articles. And so, you know, then you have to get a different level of education. And then once the book's getting ready to come out, well, you need a bunch of people to help you sell it. You know, and so then you gotta like build a network. And so, um, it's just not getting stuck at every level. But yeah, I mean, there's lots of turbulence along the way. I mean, when you're going through fast growth, for example, you know how one of my mentors, who's uh, Joe Polish, and Joe is kind of what connected me to this this group, actually, the Zig Ziglar show, and to me, getting me on this, he says when you're taking on a lot, it's like, you know, when you're playing tennis, and there's one of those machines that's kind of shooting you the balls, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, you know, when you hit a ball every, like, three seconds, well, sometimes when you're trying a lot, it's like the balls are just shooting fast, nonstop, you know, and you literally, you know, you can't handle it all, you're missing a lot of balls and stuff, and you're getting disorganized, and I think, you know, I miss a lot of balls, you know, and, uh... Some of those balls are detrimental and others of them I've, I'm purposefully saying, you know, that's an opportunity I'm just, I just can't handle. I'd rather be with my kids today, you know. And so I think a lot of it's just having your priorities clear about, you know, because obviously the more successful you become, the more opportunities are going to come. And so you can lose yourself in that success or you can lose why you started in the first place. And I think that that's actually what happens to most people. And so for me, I'm really trying to keep, keep focused on what matters to me, And be willing to say no to a lot and just continue on the journey that I I wanted to begin in the first place. And I do drop a ton of balls. And it happens and it's very disorganized and it looks good on the outside. But on the inside it's, it's a constant journey.
1: Yeah, I know. I completely appreciate that. My wife would be laughing uh, if she were here listening to this because a lot of times I talk about that, that today I'll have to figure out which balls am I going to let drop because you have to. Now, the good thing is that there are a lot of balls, and I think my biggest fear is boredom, which I, I, I can't imagine, but uh, it would be horrible. So uh, thank you. We're going to have a discussion just on that. There's a book title there probably, Dropping Balls. Dropping balls on the way to success. How's that? There we go. All right. Hey, next next one here. Last one actually is personal. Just the personal spoke. And this is really just looking at the things that you do for you. The fun things, the hobby things, the things that just make you a fuller uh, Ben.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a really big believer that you can actually shape your desires. Uh, I talked about it in the prior episode that I believe that, you know, our personality is fluid. It's not fixed. And so I've, I've actually purposefully shaped kind of the things that I find joy, enjoyment in. Um, I mean, I love being around good people. I love uh, I love just, you know, relaxing, sometimes watching amazing, interesting movies, uh, being with my family, uh, reading good books or interesting books, um, traveling, eating good food, um, just, you know, sometimes just hanging out at home. I mean, really, I, I like just living a good, simple life when it comes down to, like, what fills me up, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I, but all that stuff fills me up because I, I really try to push myself hard when it comes to, like, my career, you know, surrounding myself with intense mentors, you know, and stuff. But it, it allows me to really appreciate just the simple things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thank you so much for just sharing a little bit of the behind the scenes on here and giving us some, uh, some notes and resources. It's been a gift to have you here. And uh, again, as I said in the last one, thank you for doing what you've done, working that hard to bring us uh, this incredible message. Uh, Thank you, Ben.
0: Kevin, you're awesome, man. Thank you.
1: Okay, friends, I hope you are really rethinking your willpower and how you wield and rely on and hope in it. Again, connect with Ben and check out the book, Willpower Doesn't Work, at BenjaminHardy.com or, of course, wherever you buy your books. It's going to the top of the charts right now. Well, coming up next in show 554, we listen to a presentation clip from Zig Ziglar, and he's talking about how to move from reacting to to Responding. And from this, I posted on my Facebook page at Agent K Miller, where I've got to say, so many of you keep friending me there to join in the conversations. Please do so. They're incredibly, incredibly rich. But I asked the question, what is something in your life that you used to react to negatively that now you're able to more positively respond to? For example, a relationship or circumstance, job, finances, handicap, etc. Something that had some negative control over your emotions well you won't be surprised to hear incredible feedback and comments but some of them honestly get to a vulnerable level that may be a little bit shocking to you it was incredible and Michelle Prince and I talked through some of these in depth well folks as always till then thank you so much for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together